welcome to another great episode of the Wandering Freelancer Podcast. I am Jordan, and we're back here for part two of an interview with Chris Brock and John Bailey. Enjoy. So what I, what I tell my students is that they don't realize this, that when you're a freelancer, you're a sole proprietor. And as a sole proprietor, you're liable for everything if something happens. Now, if I write you a check and you work for me, I have to send a 1099 to the U.S. government that said you work for me for 300 bucks and I send you a copy. Now, they're going to look at your bank account and go, wait a minute, did you pay the taxes on that 300 bucks? Because most of these kids have never freelanced and they think, oh, the, the business takes it out. I don't have to worry about that. So I tell them what I do, and it has always worked for me. I have two bank accounts. I have Chris Brock Personal, and I have Vispro LLC. I have an LLC. And every time I do a job, it goes into the LLC. And the LLC pays the taxes. You know, and keep a third of everything. You, if, if you make 300 bucks, you better put 100 bucks away because April 15th is coming. And uh, that's, that's the bane of being a freelancer. It's also great because, you know, it's a double-edged sword. The great thing about doing it is your own boss. The worst thing about it is your own boss. I worked five days. I've made a thousand bucks. I think I'll take off for a week. Well, there you go. You know, at the end of the week, you're like, uh oh, you know, so it, it's not, uh, but there's so much opportunity now, John, it's, it's from where we started, you know, there's just content driven everything. So there's just so much stuff out there. It's just amazing. And a lot of it doesn't pay well, like the legends basketball team, they pay two fifty. you know, Hey, I tell my kids they're paying you to learn. Go do it. Learn all you can and move your way up. Are you just a, a LLC or are you any kind of type of corporation? Because there's many different <clears throat> types like a, a S Corp, which what I am, and then a C Corp, um, right. or is an LLC uh, self-proprietorship? Uh, well, the LLC essentially is a C, it's an S Corp. <clears throat> and the great thing about an S Corp is that you can hold your money yourself and your own money in escrow. You only pay taxes on what you spend. If it's still the rules are that way. And I tell my kids, <clears throat> if you're going to start a business, the first person you need to hire is a CPA that knows what they're doing. Cause you're going to, you think you can do QuickBooks and run a business. You're out of your freaking mind. I agree. The best money I have ever spent was with a CPA who stayed on my ass. Yep. And you're going to have to write a $3,000 check this month. You made too much money. Hmm. Yeah. I just, doesn't, yeah. Ha- doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> But now I work for the, I work for the state of Texas, and they take out the money. And I even have a retirement fund, John. I didn't even know I had it. And I do one. I've done one free. I've done two freelance jobs in the last three years, and that's fine with me. And the Windstar is supposed to be coming back, but uh, I, I don't think I'm going to go back. I, I had my fun. I got to shoot every major act on the planet, and I love music, and it was a lot of fun. But I love UNT. I love the people. They respect what we do. They respect professionals. John John's now our chief engineer. He's one of the top engineers in the world and in the country, and uh, we're putting that whole system back together, he and I, and we want to have one of the best uh, departments in the state when we're through. So that's our new goal. There's not much more you can beat there, and I mean truly, because in my opinion, <laughs> really, I'm sorry. I'm a Brock friend. I've oh, I grew up with you, brother. I mean, seriously, <laughs> I don't. You came, you know. I don't want to. I don't know how far you want to rabbit trail or not. You can cut this out if you want to. <laughs> Chris came at a time when I really needed him. Now I won't go into a lot of backstory, but I'll just say this: I was going through a shitty divorce. And, Me too. <laughs> uh, it wasn't good. No, and, it wasn't good. 
and Chris came along at a time and I think he put a lot of energy into me because I never really felt capable of ever shooting any sports, let alone rodeo. And so when he put me hanging out with the guys around the sports guys, I mean, it was me. I don't feel worthy type thing, but Chris never once, never once he built confidence in me. And that's what I highly respect about Chris. He put a lot of confidence in you and I tell you, man, what people don't see is when you're around, you know, it's competitive. Don't get me wrong. It's competitive. People find out you're doing. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. I, I don't. I have never had anybody personally stab me in the back. But I tell you what, if they find out who your client is. Yep. Look out. You know, you know it's interesting, John, is that'll happen to me. And then. They'll go and get my client. Then they'll screw up. Then my client will call me back and fix it. <laughs> and I don't ever say, I, I never have said, I told you so, but I went, you didn't work with that guy, did you? Well, okay, let's switch it. <laughs> so now you're going to speak. You think I'm expensive. Hire somebody who doesn't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah. And see, see those tidbits there. You know, <laughs> just those little things that, uh, you know, that are good for freelancers to learn and know. Yeah. I mean, just a long list. The last part of my PowerPoint, I do a long PowerPoint. It bores them, but, but you know, they got to know our culture because they've been doing short films and stuff before me. They've never done any multi-camera. So I start from zero. You know, here's how, here's how it works. And at the very end, I do a PowerPoint called Freelance Survival. And that's where I talk about how to be a freelancer, how it works, networking to get business. And I tell them the story about Clearwater. And I tell them, here's what I did. When I was working with Clearwater and I got to work, all of a sudden I did a Johnny Cash CBS special. All of a sudden I did a show for Austin City Limits with with Stevie Ray Vaughn. All of a sudden I did a Dallas Cowboy football game. I had a card and I walked up to the production manager and said, hey, here's my card. If you ever need anything, call me. I never called him back. I never emailed him. I never bugged him. He's right. And then I had a Rolodex full. I have to explain to him what a Rolodex is. We're old. And I said, when Clearwater sold, I had a chance to go to Unitel in Pittsburgh. I said, I don't want to move east. So I took that Rolodex and I made a series of phone calls. That is the only series of phone calls I made in the next 30 years to get work. I never had to pick up the phone and look for work after that because that person told that person told that, Hey, I know a guy in Dallas. I know this guy in Dallas. Hey, if he can't do it, he'll find you somebody who will. And, and that's the way it works, man. And I tell him you better, better be very careful about your reputation. Your yeah. reputation is everything. It is a small community we are in. And I guarantee if there's somebody that's not, not what they say they are, and I'm not going to mention any names, you know, that, that it's going to get around pretty quick yeah. that you, this guy's poison. You, you don't want, you don't want them on your shoot. Cause you know what? They don't have to call you. I, I started off by saying, if the phone doesn't ring, you'll know it's me. <laughs> Cause I ain't calling you back and you can't run to HR and you can't run to the EOC. You can't run to anybody. You're a freelancer. And you know, what's so funny is I don't know that there's any more forgiving person than Chris Brock. I mean, for God's sake, really, I mean that. I you got to gotta stick it in me and break, break it off. But no. the only thing that gets me, John, if somebody lies to me and says, Oh yeah, I was in LA and I ran that TK 843 camera. And I went, there is no such thing as a TK 843 camera. <laughs> You know, and uh, but I'll help anybody along that I think is enthusiastic enough about really want to do this crazy shit for a living. I really am. And that's why I, I dig teaching. And I'd say I have about 
10 to 15% that may want to go do it. And the rest of them are there to get the hours and move on. That's fine. And then I haven't come back. I had one guy, he came in my class, good looking guy. And he was pretty good. I make them, I make them read uh, teleprompter. I make them all rotate through everything. You got to be talent. You got to be camera. You got to be TD. You got to be everything. And he read a teleprompter and I thought, man, this, you know, the camera likes people and the camera doesn't. And he looked pretty good. And I said, Kyle, have you ever thought about auditioning for news? Because they have a, open auditions for our newscast. He goes, I don't know what I want to do. And I said, why don't you go over there and do that? Well, that was a year ago. You know what he's doing this year? He's anchoring the news. <laughs> anchoring the news out of about 200, you know, auditions. He got it. <laughs> I saw him in the hall the other day and he went, hey, man, thanks. <laughs> there you go. You're doing for life now. How do you beat that, Jordan? You can't, How do you, you beat can't, that? You can't. It's just, it's and sometimes that, just a calling. It's just sometimes it's like you have a, a set skill that, you know, it's going to land you that next job. Well, and the other thing I make them do, their final is to produce their own demo reel. They don't know what a demo reel is. Hmm. And if they've done feature, if they've done short films and all that crap that they do over there, they can put those in there. And some of them are okay. And some are pretty hideous to tell you the truth. But uh, you, you put that in your own demo reel and you have to produce it and direct it live. And that's part of the, stick is we have a camera that says and at the end chris brock is doing his own demo reel in the control room right now there he is here's his number give him a call so they walk out of there with the demo reel and every semester i have a student going i got hired because of that demo reel i said here's the deal i don't care if you went to mit or texas tech or south plains college in Leveland. you i'll know in five seconds if you're somebody that i think can get the job done because nobody in our industry gives a damn about whether you're Race, creed, color, doesn't matter. You can do the job, you you got it. And if you can't, it doesn't matter what sheepskin you throw up there or anything else. But it helps. you know. And I saw a thing with Warren Buffett the other day. It was really interesting. Uh, this college kid asked him, he goes, Warren Buffett, you're one of the richest men in the world. What would you invest in if you were my age? He looked him right in the eye and he said, yourself. <laughs> yourself. Invest in yourself. That's why you go to college. That's why you spend this money. That's yeah. why you try to get as much experience as possible. That's why you don't burn any bridges on a job, even though you hate the son bitch you're working for and you'll never work for him again. Yeah, I've only walked off of one job in my entire 40 year career. Mm. And that was after it was over. And I just never, every time they call me after that, I tell them if somebody calls you to work, Oh, I got a date Saturday night, man, I'm going to a concert. I can't help you. Bullshit. <laughs> you say I'm either booked or I'm unavailable. Mm-hmm. Yep, those those are usually the words I give when you know people call. It's like even if they're you know they're people that I want to work with, it's just either I'm booked or unavailable. And that's it. Don't make yeah. up any other excuse. Right. If you do, it's like well, whatever you're doing is more important in my show. And right now, nothing's more important on the face of the earth than my show right now. And I got to get it done. You know, the show has to go on. So uh, yeah, but it's uh, <laughs> it's fun. It, it really, I enjoy it. I enjoy it when it starts, and I'm happy when it's gone. But I get three months off in this summer. It can't be that bad. And I'm in an air, I'm in a climate control room. I'm not eating a burrito over a trash can at three in the morning. I don't have somebody half my age yelling at me. They don't think I know what I'm doing because they don't know what they're doing. So it does have its advantages. <laughs> and I get to sleep in my own bed. All those perks. And I can't imagine trying to fly to gigs now. I, I was on the road for four years. I, I can't even imagine that. Just trying to get from A to B on a damn airplane is a monumental task anymore. <laughs> so anyway, I'm pretty happy where I'm in, North Texas, University of Texas, University of North Texas. Come see us. We'll save now, you a place. 
that's something to be proud of. Yeah, I am. I really am, John. And, and they just moved me up to full-time associate professor. So oh. uh, I'm real thrilled at that. Oh, wow. I'm teaching full-time now. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, four, four days a week. That is awesome. Yep. That is so cool. But I go to lunch every day at the same time, and it's, <laughs> you know, I get to sit down and eat. It's just the little things, you know, mm-hmm. at our age. It's the big things at our age. So, so what what is your class actually for at the UNT? Is it's just... multi multi camera television. Is what we call it, and that kind of encompasses. Uh, and they what they do a live sports show. They do a live talk show at night called Late Night. They have a Spanish uh, feed, that, a Spanish newscast that they do. And a woman that runs our department, Phyllis Slocum, is a, is a, is a, a, a longtime news producer, and she doesn't put up with any crap. And I guarantee you, most of the time, our newscast is tighter than Channel 8's, and that breaks my heart. Our, wow. audio, our audio cues are there. Our video wow. cues are there. Our graphics are there. And that didn't, that didn't used to be the case. Channel 8 used to be the gold standard. When I was in Lubbock, if you got to go work at Channel 8, that was better than going to network. One of the things you guys might want to think about, and we were all all over, is internships. Mm-hmm. You know, my kids love those internships. We have kids at, at Channel Five, right? Brian McCall. Uh, it really works a lot with us at school, and uh, uh, yeah, we'd be happy to do that. And, and my my stepson Ryan Smith, Jill's son, just got the chief engineering job at the Potter's House. Oh, okay, yeah, that's great. and he is thrilled to death. He said they treat him like gold. That's yeah. good. They do, and they pay. You know, their producer was was Oprah Winfrey's old producer. So, well, uh, and, and Jake's impresses me. They do a lot of good in the world. They really do. And I'm impressed with them. And that's yeah. a segment of the market I never talked about much was the religious segment. When you got Gateway, you got Prestonwood. I mean, my God, they they've got better equipment than any TV station in yeah. Dallas. You're, so you're, seeing, you're seeing a lot of more churches moving into a multicam. They have uh, to, you know, production and ever Absolutely. since, well, almost ever since that COVID kind of came down, if you weren't ready to go live streaming with multi cameras, you're, you're messed up and everything. You're going to be, yeah. Oh, the great thing, the great thing about it is you don't have to buy broadcast time. You don't have to buy time mm-hmm. and you get enough followers on YouTube. They'll pay you. That's I mean, what they're doing. Yeah. You, you make money coming and going. You can do some really <laughs> great things that way. I think that's, that's what's awesome. happening. That's what's uh, happening with us. We, yeah. It's awesome. You know, I I say this respectively, respectfully towards you. Is that in this market we have to watch our backs at times, and that's just absolutely you always do. You got to watch because, your reputation and your back all the time. Because you know, you know as well as I do, people, you know, be chiming, ringing your phone. You know, hey, how do I get that next? And listen, I don't want to tell you, I I know in a yearly average i give away 30 to 40 grand a year yeah Yeah. easily easily. i know i gave probably 30 or 40 grand a year away to other freelancers last year easily i can count that out yeah do people do that much not really right so you know where i'm at right now in my career i feel like i'm right where i want to be but I want to bring my friends with me. You bet. Absolutely. But I want to select the right ones, the cream yeah. of the crop, the ones that are the right. I mean, I had the most bizarre experience. I had a producer call me from Hollywood. I, this is the bizarre thing. He goes, John, do you know Roger Sewell? I go, yes, sir, I do. He goes, I was supposed to call you. I said, what about? He says, I needed to know about freelance. 
I says, what do you need to know? Tell me your resume. He started explaining it to me. I says, you're absolutely kidding me. Let me see your reel. I call up Michael Clemente. They got an interview next week. They've been That's looking fantastic. for a line producer for one year. Wow. They've been, they haven't found anyone. And right. Michael Clemente goes, your word is good as a mine. How much is a finder's fee? <laughs> he hasn't even met the guy. I don't even, he's Roger Sewell's friend. The guy over the phone is fantastic. I would have, wouldn't have asked for anybody better. Yeah. Done everything. Yeah. But, you know, that's what it's about. I feel like sometimes our business is not just about the job, but about the calling about the calling, helping others. You know, I mean, I love, I would rather give something away, bless someone else. I have, I have fired myself off of jobs. <laughs> I have. Yeah. I have gotten into situations where I was the wrong person for the job and, and told the producer, you don't want me a, a motocross deal at the old uh, reunion arena. Oh, it's just four cameras. All you got to do. I get there. It's like, okay, the Spanish feed gets this. The house feed gets this. This gets this. And you're the TD director. And I went, no, that's not what I do. You know? And I, I called Jay Hamlin. And I said, how would you like a job? And the producer said, I appreciate you doing that. You want to just run camera for me? I'll pay you the same director rate. And I said, you bet your boots. <laughs> and prime media did that to me. Man, I had a real bad experience with them years ago. Pharmaceutical deal. I go in, it's their crew and their equipment, and I start asking for things like, can we reconfigure the uh, monitor wall? No. I asked the tape guy to count me out of a tape. He goes, I don't do that. You know, and after this disastrous rehearsal, I went to the client and I said, uh, you need to fire me. She said, what? I said, these guys are going to make sure that this fails because they don't want me in here. Let them do it. It's their house. They'll get it done. And I, I don't want to fail a show on, on my back. And, and, you know, they don't want me here. And if they don't want me here, I can't be here. They will screw your show up. Just tell them to do it and stay on their ass and they'll do it. And she still paid me anyway, hmm. you know? So, you know, it's, uh, you, you just, it's the show, you know, it's, it's all about the damn show. It's what we do, you know? So you, you just have to do whatever, you know, I like, I like old, uh, Oh God, senior moment. <clears throat> their motto, their company is is uh, uh, whatever the show takes. Hmm. Yeah. You know, I think it's on cue. You know, yeah. whatever the show takes, whatever it takes to get it done. But uh, uh, Jordan, what else do you do, sir? Uh, I pretty much uh, do freelancing as well. I do camera jib. Um, I do directing at some churches. Uh, I've also done uh, some live hits, live nude hits for, you know, Kenneth Copeland Ministries? Yes, I do. So their Victory Channel, I've done some remotes with them, some live hits, live nude hits for, for them, for their Victory News. Where I just Yeah, go, we work, we, our truck worked for him a few times. Yeah. Where I, just, I basically go out in the field with a TV backpack and camera and such, and we do live, live nude hits with a reporter. Yeah. All right. Well, good for you, man. Have you have, have you discussed? Do you teach that also about you know almost like an ENG style shooting? Is that in your course also? Yeah, they've got a <clears throat> what's that backpack? It's got all the live view, live view or TV or you live view. Yeah, yeah, we've got we yeah we we do live shots. Yeah, we just say fair. Our hmm. election coverage, our election coverage look better than network. I swear to oh, God. Yeah, they did something that network or nobody else thought about. They had a whole 
social media set with two people on it, monitoring social media during the election. Hmm. And they kept going back and forth to him. And guess where the kids are looking? They're looking at social media. They're not watching television. And I told them that was brilliant. I didn't see anybody else doing that. Yeah. You know, monitoring social media during an election. And our election coverage, we won best TV station in the country two years ago. Oh, yeah. And I want us to do it again. I mean, these kids are, let me tell you, you, you may want to ban books and you may want to ban certain things from colleges, but these kids are a hell of a lot smarter than you think they are. I guarantee you they are. And the quickest way to tell them they can't read something is to tell them they'll go get it. And if you think that's going to happen and that's being taught in in colleges, you haven't set foot on a campus in years. And it is the most, nobody has ever come to me and said, you teach this this way. I have total academic freedom in my in my classroom. Now that doesn't mean that somebody can't complain about me, and I have to be, and I have to be careful. It's a modern world. I understand that. You know, I understand that I have to. I have to. Politics has no place in my class, but I do drift off and rant occasionally. Mm-hmm. It's usually about something that CNN and Fox have both pissed me off about, and I go, "That's not what they should be doing." You know, they should be covering the damn news. When I was in news. You had to have two independent sources if you ran a controversial story or you didn't run it. And now it's get it on the air, breaking news, alert, alert, alert. Oh, sorry, that didn't really happen. Because never it's, no, I, I think happen. it's competition with social media and such. People are so quick to post on yeah, their Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, oh, Twitter, all this stuff real quick on I don't before face, verifying I, don't fa- I know. I don't Twitter and I don't face. I don't, uh, I don't Facebook. Only thing I'm on is LinkedIn is professional, you know, and, uh, and Instagram for my photos. And that's, that's about it. So, well, John, thanks for following my Instagram. I've got a bunch of new AI stuff and that's a whole, uh, listen, you know, that is a whole hot topic. You should do a podcast on how AI is going to change all of what we do from writing to shooting to everything. It's chat. GPT is freaking every professor in the country out. You know, there's a whole side of Chris about his artwork that would be another whole podcast. I mean, listen, when I see a colorist, and I, Jordan, could see it too. He, he's just, his artwork is just amazing. I did sell a piece the other day to an old pennies client. He saw my stuff on Instagram. Put a little lower third. It's just Chris photos on Instagram. But it's digital media now. It's not photos. Yeah. And I don't make any bones about it being AI. And that is, you know, I've got a, my first degree is in studio art. And the and that's one of my old nemesis is right up there. See my alien up there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my alien, buddy. You want to see him? <laughs> That'll get him out for everybody. <laughs> now, I used to go to Roswell all the time when I was in Lubbock, you know, and mm-hmm. shooting that, that story. And I stumbled upon this one day. Oh, my God. Dug it up, you know, and I've never showed it to the government. Holy crap. No, what I did is I took a wig head and I took a torch to it. And you bury it upside down and you pack it in sand and you fill it full of aluminum. So that's what this is. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I got into a bunch of shows and won me a bunch of awards when I was an artist. But uh, uh, but AI, I, and I'm running this by one of my old art professors, one of my old photography professors, and one of my friends who is a meticulous photorealistic painter who takes a year to do a painting and going, guys, I can do this in seconds. Is it valid? Is it artwork? Is it mine? You know, and it's a huge, oh. huge argument right now in the art world about it. Huge. Is it? 
Because, man, I love you. I mean, I love yeah. that. I really do. I, I'm listen. It's I'm fun. You take an image like this, which is abstract, and that is from a phrase I typed into a computer that said, time compendium space dances in a void. Huh. And the computer comes up with this. I didn't create this. AI did. I created the phrase that went into it. And you never know what you're going to get. That's what I love about it. Hmm. And then I print these out myself. And I get them printed on aluminum if I sell one to somebody Hey, you like that one? It's called blank. <laughs> the blank. It's called, it's called blank. But it's it's a, I love it. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy those on. Uh, I see that on Instagram. Yeah, they're a lot it of really fun. is. It's fascinating. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's just really fascinating. I just like you said, that might be a subject for another day. Yeah, but it's uh, let me tell you, it's got the art world upside down right now. Because illustrators, uh, people writing books, it, with Chat GPT, I could type in, I want a 300 page novel written in the style of Mickey Spillane about a conspiracy where a NASA scientist knows their end of alien life. And 10 minutes later, I'll have it. Hmm. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and, and how, how quick it, it is. Hey, let's say I, let's say I wanted a ten-page essay on Marshall McLuhan's understanding media, how it relates to social media. Boom, instant. And the professors are freaking out. Some of the professors are now making their kids handwrite cursive in, in class their essays. Oh wow! <laughs> so, they, really? so they don't. Yeah. Wow. And other, and other professors are like, use that as a template and then make it your own. Every artist has done that in the history of art. You know, every artist in the world has been a plagiarist of some sort. Mm -hmm. You know, their inspiration, bullshit. They, they stole that idea and this idea and that idea. Yeah. And I do the same thing. Yeah. You know, anyway, that's a whole other. Yeah. 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 Oh, that'd be good. We'll that a good subject. Right. It would so. be a good one. Yeah. And I've got dozens of these. But go to Chris Rock Photos on Instagram and you'll see. Yeah. i got a bunch of new stuff on there. That week. would be good. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Thanks for giving that information out. Probably, you know, get some followers out of that and stuff like that because. All that yeah, AR sure. artwork looks very interesting indeed. It, it's fascinating. And uh, uh, there's a process when you do pottery where you, where you glaze a piece of work and then you put it into an environment where it burns without oxygen and it smokes. And you never know what kind of glaze you're going to get or, or the smoke uh, infuses into the clay. And you know, it's a Japanese process called raku. And you never know what you're going to get. And that's what I really loved about it because it's, it's, uh, it's part of the process becomes part of the piece if I want to get philosophical mm. about it. So, yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Is there, a, is there a place to watch these UNT broadcasts of the news? Yes. Uh, they're on Vimeo. Okay. They're on Vimeo. Just put in NTTV News. NTT. NTTV News. NTTV oh, News. Right. So Vimeo, and I think it's on YouTube as well. Yeah. And we're on Monday through Thursday, and it's a full tilt. It'll blow your mind how professional yeah. it is. I'll like my mind. Check some of those out. And we really, but they stay away from controversial stuff. Like we had this uh, white supremacist wanted to speak last semester and all the kids showed up and ran them off the stage. And, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, we kind of stay away from that sort yeah. of bullshit. Yeah. We do yeah. not want to be the lead story on Tucker Carlson. Mm -hmm. Believe me, we don't. <laughs> I don't want to be the lead story on Tucker Carlson. Let me tell you, yep. that's the last thing I want. So I have to be careful. 
Love having you on, bro. Yeah, man. Hey, Thanks thank a lot. you, John. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Wish you the best and tell all those old freelancers out there, I miss them dearly. I miss you guys a lot. I really do. The best, part, the best part of being in our business is the friendships mm-hmm. and the camaraderie over the years. I mean, we've known each other, what, 30 years? You know, yes, I mean, at least. Yep. Like Sky and the gang and Big yep. Sosa and all that bunch yep. and, and yep. the ones that's lost, like Hanlon. And, oh, yeah. Know, we're dying off. So, uh, oh, yeah. And I miss those guys. You know, I really do. I don't do sports anymore, but uh, there you have it. Wow, what a great episode. I would like to thank Chris Brock and John Bentley for being on today's show. Be sure to listen in next week as we revisit another episode of the Show Tech Show. Until then, thanks for listening.